0: How's it going, everybody? Um, this is John Swansong Parker. This is a little kind of emergency podcast for Radio Vision, and um, I'm joined with my good friend, Zach Rotello. Zach, how's it going? Going well. How's your day going? It's going okay. It was, um, it was a long week that capped off mm. with something that was not necessarily ideal um, yes. for both of us, but... We are going to go ahead and include this in an episode that we already recorded. We'll add some of that at the end. Um, But recently, on November 10th, which was this past um, Thursday, 2022, Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman in Batman the Animated Series, passed away at the age of 66. Not many specific details were known, but um, Mm -hmm. those that are close to him and work with him said that he's been battling a tough stint with cancer. So we just wanted to take a minute and do... A little in memoriam for for one of our favorite performers um yeah you know, with our nerd podcast stuff so r.i.p to to truly a, a legend of the voice acting and the stage realms of acting um he went to juilliard and roomed with robin williams while he was at juilliard he was a comic right. stage actor and singer and dancer lovely singing voice and um he met Andrea Romano, and she just liked the way that he was able to do the Bruce Wayne and the Batman voice. And so he got cast in a little thing called Batman the Animated Series, and then cut to 30 years later. Almost on the nose. This is literally two months after the 30th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series, which is kind of... Yeah, that's wild. Sad. But, yeah, Zach, your, your initial thoughts and, and feelings. Um.
1: Yeah, well, I, I you know you you prefaced it obviously it's sad news obviously and you know it's uh stuff like this is always tough to kind of deal with you know especially if you really admire someone and i know that you really admired kevin conroy i really really admire and respected a lot of his work uh even though i'm not as well versed as people like you and other people maybe in the fandom but the dude was a legend i think that you know what we're about to discuss is like so much positivity, the outpouring of positivity of people about him and about, like, his career and his his successes and um, all that he's really contributed to the nerd culture community and to the art world as a whole. Like, I think the dude is is no doubt a legend, um, and I definitely think that, you know, while it is, it is a tremendous loss, I definitely think that, you know, it is worth – prefacing, I think that it's, you know, apt to celebrate his careers and accomplishments in his life, Um, you know, because from all things that I've ever heard, the dude, like, loved it. He loved everything about it. Like, talk about a guy that just had a, like, six years of being, basically, like, just loved by all, like loved by all of his coworkers, like loved by fellow voice actors and talent. Like he was clearly an inspiration for so many people. Um, went on to be one of the most iconic, just one of the most iconic portrayals of one of the most famous fictional characters of all time, if not the most famous fictional character. And so, yeah, it's a life we're celebrating. Um, so definitely, cheers! To, cheers to you, Mr. Conroy, and I. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about him with you. For sure, and but what I mean. That was a long-winded answer, but you know, I'm, you know, obviously it hit you. Yeah, hard. yeah, it
0: was it was pretty brutal. Um, I wrote a little piece here that I'll read here in a minute. Um, but Kevin Conroy has just like always been Batman as long as I've been alive, and it's kind of weird. It's almost like in a in in an autumn where the game gotham knights comes out which is about dealing with the loss of batman and like how do you recover from that and then then cutting to us working on batman the animated series for radio vision i've just been consuming a lot of batman content and it's really like like tragically ironic in a way that this is what it kind of leads to and um so i've been doing like prep for our next episode of radio vision I've been starting to watch the next three sets of episodes. And like, I'm watching an episode that is not like, it's not like an instant classic, but I'm just like getting just really extra invested and, and, and emotional sure. while watching it. And it's just kind of, um, it's kind of sad to cope with the fact that he, he has left us. I mean, he's a big presence at the comic cons. You and I actually got yeah. to meet him this summer at the Austin comic con with Cal. Um, yeah, I, I talk consider about myself some...
1: incredibly lucky to be able to be, like, in the guy's yeah. presence before. Because he wasn't in, you know, he meant a lot to you. Obviously, like, I really respected him. I, you know, grew up with that voice. I, I'm. We'll talk about, like, our, our favorite roles and stuff like that. But, like, just being able to be in in the same presence as him. Like, yeah. you were the one that got to have, like, the the autograph. And, but, and you were able to talk to him. Um, yeah. I didn't really speak to him. I just kind of, like... I said thank you and nodded, and he like he like nodded back to me or whatever, and I went about my day. But it's just like enough to be like, yeah. I got to say I got to say hi to Kevin Conroy. You get to
0: have so a I, moment, I, yeah, exactly. Which was which was nice. Yeah, I got to got to get an autograph and and kind of chit chat with him for a second. You know, you know, tell him what probably many millions of people have told him and or are thinking right now, which is just that. His performance has meant a lot to us as fans, particularly fans of Batman, and that he will, you know, has always been and will always be our version of the character. Right. so and he was very gracious and and kind. Um, so that was really cool. I'm, I'm definitely glad that we, you know, by by dumb luck, we able to have that happen within this year as well, given what we know now. So. Yeah, it's really eerie. It it almost just feels kind of surreal. Like, like what, <laughs> you know? Because like, we were all very hungover that day. We almost decided not to go. Like, can you imagine? I Did would we? be just Yeah, Cal and I talked about it that morning. We we're like, really? What if we're yeah,
1: we we're like, what? if oh, just Oh man, you guys would have kicked yourself so hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cal's
0: already met him, so he would have been fine. Yeah. I would have probably been absolutely distraught in in our <laughs> in the current day that we live in. So. Yeah, but yeah, no. We could talk a little bit about um, his legacy and some of our favorite things, but I kind of wanted to read what I wrote down here. So, mm-hmm. bear with me, um, and if I start to get really choppy on my internet or something, just let me know, so I'm not just reading into the void. Because I'll, I'll let you know. I don't know how many times I'll be able to do it.
1: <clears throat> I'll let so, you know. All right,
0: uh, Kevin Conmore was my first on-screen Batman. I vividly remember watching the Batman the Animated Series reruns and the newly premiered Justice League on the kids' WB. While watching the first episode of Justice League, my dad and I were really invested in Batman and Superman fighting off alien invaders from an er- um, on top of an Earth deep space monitoring station. Conroy's reserved yet confident Batman really stuck out to us, and we had to leave the house before the episode was over because it was an hour-long premiere. Uh, so my dad kindly taped the rest of the program, so I could finish it when I got home, if you remember VHS's uh, kids. So uh, as the years went by, I must have watched that tape until the sound and the pictures literally burned up off of the off the tape itself. Um, I loved the episode, but more importantly, I loved Batman in this animated world. Conroy captured one of the most important aspects of the Batman Bruce Wayne character. Bruce is the mask, not Batman. With just modulating his voice, audiences of all ages could easily understand when Batman would lay on the charm as Bruce and the veil of true pain and the works of the man beneath. Um, Conroy's portrayal Batman was so memorable that it really stuck with many viewers as he became their Batman. I'm proud to say that he was my Batman and always will be. Uh, this is what makes it really hard for me. Conroy's Batman has been a constant in my life for as long as I can remember. I moved around a lot when I was a kid and, uh, making friends at so many different new schools wasn't always easy. Um, that is until I met people who also shared my obsession of Star Wars, Indiana Jones, or Batman, so on and so forth. Through all, it almost felt like um, like Batman would move with me and provide the reassurance that no matter the hardships um, or the scary moments, you could always prove victorious by holding your values at heart.
2: Um, hold on a sec.
0: <clears throat> um now more than ever, I think of the episode Justice League Unlimited. Um there's an episode called Epilogue. This episode served as the closing chapter to the Batman Beyond story that the showrunners never got to give. Uh no spoilers to Batman Beyond or the that show specifically, but I do want to bring up one scene out of context. Um and it is follows. <clears throat> Amanda Waller is speaking with Terry McGinnis, who is Batman Beyond, and tells her a story of when she realized that the world always needs a Batman. In the story, a Batman villain with psychic powers named Ace is wreaking havoc on Gotham. Uh, Batman and the Justice League are fighting a bunch of constructs that Ace has made. Waller shows up when the fighting dies down and tells the League that Ace is about to have a massive brain aneurysm. Um, When this happens, a psychic blast will wipe out everything in With a consciousness for miles, um, which would be mass destruction. Uh, The way Waller proposes to stop it is to put a power-reducing collar on Ace so that it would essentially execute her before the powers could get out of control. Batman volunteers to go into her lair and put the collar on her, even though Waller comments that it would break his own uh, one rule of killing people. Or lack thereof, I should say. Um, Batman goes inside... And calmly begins to start a conversation with Ace. Ace laments that she never got to live her childhood because she was forcefully given her powers and trained by Cadmus Labs as a toddler. Um, Batman tells her that he knows what it's like to lose your childhood, and she asks him if she's going to die, and he nods that she will. But as he does, he discards the collar. Ace then asks if he'll stay with her as she passes and hold her hand as she does. Batman holds her hand firmly and she powers down on her own in order to pass away peacefully. That is one of the many examples for me um, of why we should all be so lucky as to have Kevin Conroy's Batman there for us in our time of need. Uh, Thank you for the 30 plus years of being one of my heroes,
2: Kevin. You will truly be missed. Sorry, that was beautiful man thank you
1: for sharing that yeah yeah couldn't have said it better I think that you know it's a beautiful sentiment to you know have someone be such a constant and I'm sure that there are many of people thousands millions perhaps that feel the same way and yeah uh, definitely you know that's uh, that is imp- that is p- insane. Yeah, like it is insane. The, the, I mean, like I, I meant it when I said it out the top, and I said it in a more joking way. But like the fact that this guy has been so beloved by so many people—fans, friends, colleagues, everyone—I don't think I've ever heard anything negative about Kevin Conroy. And how many yeah. fucking celebrities? How many people in our world today can you say that? about like I there's it's it is a small small group of people like you clearly can tell that this guy cared and he made such an impact on so many people's <laughs> lives including yours and like yeah I think that was a sh- crazy touching tribute and a beautiful beautifully written uh, I definitely think that you know if you were to hear that he'd be very proud to hear that
0: yeah I think um one of the cool things for me has been to see the like you've mentioned the outpouring of all the um, kind of condolences and and laments from all of his um friends on the con scene, as well as like people that he worked with. Like seeing the, especially some of the other voice actors, like Mark Hamill, um, yeah, or Michael Rosenbaum, or people like that, has been really touching. Cause he, I mean, you know, if you think about animation and the history of animation, like we've had Disney movies since like the 30s and stuff like that, but in the 90s animation particularly with like posts post looney tunes and stuff like that um once the 90s hit we had like tiny Toons and animaniacs and batman the animated series and this this new um it became available for actors that maybe maybe aren't good in front of the camera i want to work on the stage but they have a really good way of of um Conveying emotion and, and heart with just their words, or fear and terror and and horror. Like if you think about some of the villains and stuff, and Kevin Conroy, I feel like is is one of those like pioneers and trendsetters for, for sure to really kind of shelter in and, and usher in a new generation of people that now have made a career out of it, which is just really special. And a lot of that leads into the video games too, which is really cool. Like. We'll talk a little bit about this, I'm sure, but the Arkham games are really innovative for writing a compelling story and a narrative in a video game and getting good voice actors. Obviously, we've advanced so far to now having motion capture and performance capture and all that stuff, which is all well and good. But I like to think that that's that's a big pillar of the video game industry, too, is that franchise and
1: getting those, which is really cool. Yeah, definitely, and I mean, like, I'll spoil it a little bit, is, like, the the Arkham games are some of my favorite. The Arkham trilogy, so Arkham Asylum City and Night, are three of my favorite video games of all time.
2: Yeah. And if you remember, before Arkham Asylum came out, people, video games, v- comics or comics... I can't think of a single,
1: like, really great comic book video game or, like, video game based on, like, a big character. Like, a, like Superman 64, c- commercial, like, uh, huge failure. Like, uh, international failure. Like, everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. Like, the Wolverine games, they're all terrible. Like, the Spider-Man games before Insomniac. Uh, Insomniac yeah. <laughs>
0: the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man trash. 2
1: games. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. <laughs> Um But, like, the Arkham Asylum game came around, and... It was almost like it drew its own sense of legitimacy because they were like, we're using people from the animated series and suddenly people took it seriously. And that is a huge uh, power move there. And it also just speaks to how influential the show was like they they needed to get some legitimacy and make people understand that this is a real legit thing. So what do you do then get Batman? You get the Batman for so many people. Those those chains cross yeah. so intimately. Yeah, Mark Hamill and all these other players, these big-name players that were, like, these famous voices and Harley Quinn and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah, the fact that Kevin Conroy did all three of those games, like, he's spectacular in all three of them. They, they are awesome. Those games, yeah, and that, that's one of the... I feel lucky the video game as a video gamer, like led his his, me being able to experience Batman, like shows, you love the movies, everything like that. But like, that's a special thing for me. And that's definitely one of my favorite, favorite things that he's ever done for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I, I thought it'd be kind of fun. I came up with five, um, specific performances from him. Um, I thought it'd be fun if you threw out any of the ones that you wanted to touch on, I'm sure. Yeah. There are some of them. I wanted to give an honorary mention, now that you've seen it, to the episode of Justice League called This Little Piggy. Which is when um, Cersei turns Wonder Woman into a pig. And Batman and Zatanna are working to try to turn her back into Wonder Woman. Uh, And the crux of the episode is Batman makes a deal with Cersei. That if he sings at a nightclub and he sings the song Am I Blue um that she would release wonder woman from her animal form and it's the first time that we've ever got to hear kevin conway use his stage performance voice
2: mm-hmm. which
0: is beautiful and really well done and i think it's it's cool that they finally gave him the chance to do that while being in the batman costume so i wanted to give an honorary yeah. mention of that for his um you know his true roots as an actor and a performer i thought that that was really it's always really funny it gets me every time that cut where she's like um I want something that's just (laughs) so shocking, so earth-shattering. And then, boom, both spotlights come on, and he's just standing in front of the mic, and you're like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, I mean, people out there can definitely listen, listen to our podcast. We've been going back through and reviewing every episode of the animated series. And something that we've, I think, maybe haven't done a great job of explicitly saying out loud, even though we laugh about it every single week, is how well... Kevin Conroy is able to use uh, comedy in his Batman as well. Like, yeah. But, it, you know, it's a kid's show, so there has to be some levity for the kids to keep, remain interested. But they don't – it's not like a laugh a minute. Batman will say something witty or, like, it'll just be a subtle performance thing or something about the way that he's speaking to another character. But it's really well done. Like, I, I mean – in that episode that justice league unlimited thing is just a, an example of like you i don't think you could do that with many with any other batman maybe adam <laughs> west but probably not yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah you have to have the legacy of conroy and what he's gone through as the character for that moment to 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 resonate and it does it, because you're like oh my god i know that this guy could have a fight with man bat in a cloudy gotham city but he can also be on stage singing a lounge song and it's, it's just as impactful yeah. for different reasons
0: yeah, different range for sure, which is really cool. Um, and then the other honorable mention was for me was the what I already mentioned, which is epilogue. Um, that one scene in particular that I just rehashed is like just fucking crippling. I've however, seen that clip. Yeah, however, uh, Kevin Conroy is not really in that episode very much because it's mostly Terry talking to Amanda Waller. So he's only actually giving a performance like... For like three minutes, tops. So honorable mention for that scene, he literally has like three lines of dialogue, and it's so powerful enough for me to bring it up in his end memoriam. So um,
1: well that's like when you bring up the cleanup hitter at the end of the at the end. I of the know. Game. yeah,
0: I mean, it's just, yeah, the him him just saying, like, I know what it's like to miss out on your childhood. And with like one bike line delivery, it's just, yeah, you get everything you need to know about the character. So for sure. um I'll work my way up. Coming in at number five for me is one that you and I have already talked about in Radio Vision, which is uh, an episode of Batman, the animated series called Nothing to Fear. Mm. This is the first episode that Batman encounters the Scarecrow, and this is Batman dealing with a lot of existential stuff, being worried about disappointing his parents. And this is also the episode that we get the I Am Vengeance, I Am the Night, I Am Batman monologue, which I think is really cool. This is this is like so early on in the show that I think this is really when... Uh, Conroy kind of starts to hit his stride really as the character and showing stuff and like showing showing the depths right. that he can go and how serious he can get because prior to this the first two episodes we talked about he doesn't really talk much in Leather Wings and then Christmas with the Joker is just like it's like Mark Hamill pretending to be James Harden and just dropping like 40 points on his own essentially <laughs> Um, but yeah I really, I really love this episode of Batman the Animated Series and I think that 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 stuff is really chilling, particularly with him, like, writhing around in the flames as, like, Thomas is like, Bruce, why have you failed me? And he's like, no, I am not a failure. And, like, you, like, he's in the Batman suit. But this is one of the few times where Conroy doesn't do the Batman voice while he's in the suit. He's broken, right? And it's, it's, he's reverting to, like, a,
1: such a vulnerable
0: version of the character.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, I love that episode. The, all that stuff with the scarecrow is so fucking good. Yeah, maybe um, it should have slotted higher in our uh, in our ranking list. But it maybe. might have
0: to post hens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> might have There's to reevaluate so many other that. Episodes
1: to get to though. You know, what yeah. I mean? One of them is actually higher up
0: in the list, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. But um, it is high on this ranking here. For number four, for me, I have the the three parter of Superman the Animated Series, which we might not touch on in radio vision but we might have to sub in this three-parter because it's very good um batman comes to metropolis the episode is called world's finest Mm. the joker and lex luthor team up and lex luthor um pays the joker to kill superman it's got mark camel it's got kevin conroy it's got clancy brown as lex luthor it's got everything you want it's got um, everything you want. <laughs> Bruce uh, Kevin Conroy does a really good job in this episode of because in Batman the Animated Series he really only interacts with Gordon and Robin. This is the first time on on the animated universe that he had to interact with another hero, and he just he hates Superman from the beginning. It's really funny. He does a good job of just showing like his disdain for for Metropolis itself, and um, yeah. but the funny flip side of that is Bruce Wayne. Uh, is falling for Lois Lane and starts taking her out on dates Ooh. and it just drives Clark nuts. He's so pissed because Lois obviously doesn't know that Clark is Superman. So she's in love with Superman, but she's also got feelings for Bruce, but she doesn't know Bruce is Batman and she doesn't know Superman is Clark. So it's like this fun, dramatic love triangle. It's hilarious and it's just really fun to, to watch that episode. It's, it's a good one. That was another VHS tape that I had that I got. I bought it at a blockbuster sale it's tight i've watched that so many times um number three for me is batman the animated series the episode "Perchance to dream which is a episode in season two that we will get to i'm not going to talk about it much um the episode is essentially what if uh bruce wayne's parents didn't die Mm, cool so it's like a what if tale and i won't tell you what happens, because I think it's it's one of my favorite episodes of the show, but this is, this is just Kevin getting to do Kevin stuff. So, really good. Cool. Um, number two for me is Arkham Knight, specifically. I think Arkham Knight is the best story of all the three. It might not always be the best gameplay because of so many tank battles, but in terms <laughs> of the story with Jason Todd and the Joker infecting his mind. Spoilers for Arkham Knight: the Joker. Nah, that shit came out like a post. decade ago. Where you
1: could spoil the, <laughs> the shit out of him, man. Part of
0: his, his personality and psyche, and um, dealing with the scarecrow. It's just like there's so many good things for for Kevin to get to do. I love the um, the fight with the Joker at the end. Where you're playing as the Joker and Batman is then like met fucking with you and yeah. he's sneaking up on you and then he throws you as the Joker into the thing and and Joker's going away and he's like I need you <laughs> and it's just a dude that that game is so good and so good. and I think it's one of the the most grounded performances that Kevin has given given as Batman besides my number one which is of course Batman the Mask of the Phantasm which is just. Best Batman movie ever made, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: at least for me. Um, I routinely go back and rewatch the scene of Phantasm where Bruce proposes to Andrea Beaumont. And then after he proposes, Alfred's like, I'm glad you finally decided to be happy. And that triggers him the wrong way. And he goes to Thomas and Martha's grave. And it's like raining and stuff like that. And. Um, and he's like, he's like, it's not that I don't want to keep up the promise I made to you guys. It's just that the pain isn't as real for me anymore. And then like the lightning strikes nearby and like bats start flying all around. So it's just really good. Like that scene in particular, but also his showdown with the Joker is always has some, you know, some good back and forth. And I think, you know, for an animated movie, the conversations that he has with Dana Delaney, who plays Andrea is like... Pretty, pretty selling. Like um, I buy their relationship sure. hook, line, and sinker, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, big fan of that movie. Big fan of that performance for for Kevin, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, me- that's my that's my short list. Let me know if you have any
1: others that you could think of or comments. Well, like I said at the top, man, it's like I'm I'm working my way through animated series. Um I watched them a lot when I was a kid but more sporadically and never in order and then it just lent itself to eventually being like well it's about time that I just did it from start to finish and so that's what's been awesome about Radio Vision is being able to see it all from the ground up yeah. um get more get more of a uh, appreciation for the character because I've always loved I've always loved Kevin Conroy's Batman I just think it's an iconic voice I'm like that voice sticks with you 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 hear you tell someone it's like you know a very common thing that I see on the internet that I kind of agree with is people say, I one of the top voted comments on the post on Reddit for when when he when the announcement came that he passed away, uh, it's inevitable on every Kevin Conroy post. Post someone says the exact same fucking thing every single time, which is I read Batman comics in his voice, and I yeah. I I see that, and I totally you know i hear that voice when i read my like when i read batman comics like i just think that it fits an animated character so so well um it fits that it fits batman very very well it's just like it's perfect it's pitch yeah. perfect um so definitely appreciate the animated series i've I've loved basically everything that we've gone through so far even the episodes that i didn't love or wasn't crazy about like he still gives us such a great strong performance in everything uh, mask of the phantasm yeah gotta give that a shout out i mean that's that movie's fucking excellent it is a animated classic at this point um, yeah yeah cult classic for sure cult classic would love yeah. to see um has has mask of the phantasm ever been like restored like 4k restored like put in theaters and stuff like that
2: mm-hmm
1: yeah the blu-ray that came out for the
0: resolution, high dev resolution for the animated series, they remastered Sub Zero and okay. Phantasm. Looks cool. great. I've also seen it um at a Fathom event before, which was just
1: a delight. It was great. Yeah, I gotta I gotta keep my ear out for Fathom event stuff because I definitely wanna see that movie on a big screen.
0: Um Yeah, it's a good time. You get, you know, it's no way nearly as big of like a cult following as like going to see like the room where like people were throwing spoons on the stage or anything like that. But you go to a Fathom event for Phantasm; it's going to be
1: at least half full with, you know, with some Batman super nerds. So sure. Um, yeah. So Phantasm, you got to give a shout out to, and then I, yeah, I'll just reecho what I said about the Arkham games. I think that he just gives such a great performance in all three of those games. Th- uh, our, yeah, I think you and I might be on the. The hot take side of history on that one, saying that the third one's the best, I think it's the best story, and I don't even think there's a fucking comparison on that. Not even close. Yeah, um, it's so good. Yeah, it's so fucking good, and Kevin Conroy gives such a great performance throughout the whole fucking trilogy, and like I said before, like not only does he just give a great entertaining performance, he, he allows you to kind of experience things through him, his inner monologues, his conversations with the characters, and so, you know as someone that wasn't as religiously into BTOS as you like growing up, like I'll just say like the Arkham games with how many countless hours I spent with all three of those games, like hours and hours and hours and hours playing those games, um, being able to live, live Batman for a while was like, that's an escape that I really appreciate Conroy for providing for us. And, you know um, it's hard because like, so much shit out right now gotham knights god of war movies video games there's more video games coming out the rest of the year but it's like um people have been sharing like their favorite conroy clips and stuff like that and i've seen like a lot of arkham knight arkham city gameplay clips come up with like him talking i'm like i'm like fuck i really want to (laughs) yeah play that shit right now
0: yeah Um, i replayed city and arkham knight this summer in anticipation of of gotham knights which turns out they're very different but that's okay Uh, I was just (laughs) gearing up mentally for it. Um, It's just so cool to even just like the fact that he would sign up to do a video game because when you're playing as Batman, not only does he have to record all the voice for the cutscenes, but he has to do the inner monologue, which in those games, you know, he'll be like, he'll be like, I have to figure out a way to get this door open. Perhaps I can have the Batwing meet me on a rooftop across town. Uh, I just have to watch out for the Joker stuff, you know. And it's it's just like yeah, he's just he was probably in that recording booth not very long because that's it's it's a good gig to get, but still like, he just gets to do a lot more than he probably normally would in a in a twenty minute episode of Batman. So
1: yeah, but, for sure, yeah,
0: hundred percent, good stuff. I mean, I will say I'm not super familiar with Kevin's other performances outside of Batman as far as I know because of how popular it was and how much he loved doing it that's been easily 90 percent of his career um he did finally I would like to bring this up I watched the clip I didn't watch the show but he did finally get to play Batman in live action on the CW in an episode of crossovers between Green Arrow Flash and Supergirl show which was um Crisis on Infinite Earths He got to play old Batman in the timeline where Batman kills Superman, which is really cool. So Hmm. if you want to see Kevin Conroy get to be live action, Bruce Wayne, it's cool that they, you know, finally threw him a bone, let him, let him get to do that, which is kind of dope. I've seen a lot of that getting shared around too, but that's all I really wanted to do. I just wanted to recognize, you know, a man whose body of work, um, was so significant for me. So thanks for convening for us to do a little emergency thing. And um, yeah, yeah, he will definitely be missed. But it's bittersweet because we have such a wide legacy of things to go back and watch. There's 100 something episodes of Batman. There's like 70 episodes of Justice League. We got the three Arkham games. We got movies. We got other video games like he's the voice in like injustice and um that multiverses game that just came out where like oh yeah Warner that's Brothers right. characters fight each other so he's all over um he's in some of the lego games it's just cool like i don't think i don't think he will ever be forgotten as the character which is nice
1: no th- absolutely not like i mean like You know, we live in a crazy world. The future is a crazy place. But, you know, for for me personally, like, I I don't see how. uh, Okay, let me put it this way. He is the definitive animated Batman, and there's no arguing that. And I do not think that that will be topped because animation is just not what it was. Unless all of a sudden we start getting into a different resurgence and then kids have their own new Batman or whatever. But you got to respect the legacy of where you came from. So I think even regardless if that does happen in some weird, wild future, like in the animated realm, when TV shows were 2D animated series, Kevin Conroy is the definitive Batman. And he will continue to be, I think, forever because you will always go back and look back at this seminal work that he was, this seminal character um and yeah. there's no way around that like you can't argue that what was the remember the batman show that was like the old old batman show the animated one like where uh wasn't there an older animated batman show before Oh, uh, super friends super friends is what i'm <laughs> thinking of right okay yeah. yeah it's like the really goofy looking You really like, handy one.
2: batman yeah
1: yeah it's like no one's gonna look back at that and be like oh yeah great yeah <laughs> that started it all. No, it was Kevin Conroy's Batman in the animated series and all the bodies of work that he did beyond that. It's like that cemented him, his legacy forever. Dude is, dude is an absolute legend. He, is, he will be remembered for long time to come. Long time, indeed. So... Yeah, that's all
0: I really have to say about that. I mean, I'm sure there will be. I mean, don't don't put it past me to get choked up at some other points down the road when we're doing radio vision. So just be on tissue alert for that one. Uh, I'll <laughs> reach to the be screen. Some, there will be some <laughs> that depend that, that depend um, on you know what happens in the episode, maybe, but because that happens. I'm reminded a lot of when Carrie Fisher passed. Like, there are some sure. times where I'm watching Return of the Jedi at a specific time of day where I'm just like, I'm fucking like a mess. And I'm like, what, ha- what the fuck happened? I was just trying to watch the movie.
2: <laughs> what the so, fuck
1: happened? Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, I think it was good. I, I think, I definitely think that, you know, you said it. You said it at the top of the show, but uh, we're about. You're about to be transitioned into the Cat in the Claw Part One and Cat in the Claw Part Two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two episodes that we recorded on Thursday. The night. Which. No, actually, we
0: recorded on the tenth. We recorded on the day he died, but uh, we didn't find out until the following
1: day. So. Yeah, the news broke like late at night, right? Yeah, 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 or early in the morning. Early in the morning, whatever. Yeah. yeah so we recorded on Thursday. Um, we had no idea. Obviously, we recorded it late in the evening, but we wanted to do this episode now to be part of that series. But we're we're not going to acknowledge that in this episode. No, we won't. Uh, so, we won't know. We're 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 uh, we're happier men. So yeah, it'll be a much happier <laughs> version of me. I promise. I will not break down in
0: tears in the <laughs> radio vision proper that you're about to listen
1: to. So check it out <laughs> check it out yeah great great job with this i definitely think that this is a a moving tribute i think that you know i think from both of us here we can just say you know you know cheers to kevin conroy to definitely. a great guy to a stellar human being a unbelievable talent and a hugely influential figure so thank you kevin thank you
0: Greetings and fucking salutations, Radiovanites out there! Sorry, was that that coming too fast? Um,
1: no, it's just how I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, nice and nice and fast and sloppy. Fast and right uh, to the fucking point. That's how Zach likes it. Nice and concise. Uh, that's why he's such a big Lord of the Rings fan, right? Boom! Yeah. Hey, like,
1: love hey. those movies. All about walking.
0: Yep, <laughs> it's, uh, the three movies about walking to a fucking volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Welcome to Radio Vision, everybody. Uh, I'm John Swansong Parker, and sitting across from me, calling me from the back computer, is my favorite international terrorist, Zachary Rotella. Meow. Meow, indeed. <laughs> uh, Radio Vision is a spin-off of Radiovania, so if you are tuning out from your normal scheduled Radiovania pod and you're tuning into this, thank you for joining us. We are currently working our way through Batman the Animated Series. Radio Vision is a show
1: where we talk about television. Zach, you like television, right? It's your favorite thing? Oh, it's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh,
2: boy. Gee What's Willikers. your favorite
0: television show? Did we talk about that on the first episode of Radio Vision? We never really um, set the set the bar with, like, what our history is with TV wow. specifically. So let's I do mean, it now
1: on episode seven. <laughs> do it right. <laughs> let's do it right right in the perfect time to get everyone accustomed to our, our tastes. Um. <laughs> It's a tough one for me, man, because there's a couple different categories. It's like I I, I always go back to the same few shows. Um, fav, there's I have a favorite comedy. I have a favorite drama. Yeah. And those are the two that battle it out of my head. I honestly don't know if I could pick the favorite between the two of them because they're both so good for so many different reasons. Yeah. But to me, it's Seinfeld is my favorite show of all time. That's what I used to say forever. I think it's the best sitcom ever made. I think it's the funniest show ever made. Yeah. Um, but then Breaking Bad is probably my favorite drama of all time. Um, mm, love Breaking Bad. Love the Breaking Bad universe.
0: I mean, I think we did mention this on the first episode. This is my favorite show of all time. And I think it's a drama and a comedy. So boom, win-win. Yeah, it's, win. It's, um, it's, it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> well, if you like the show and you want to you wanna find out more, we've been kind of on a hot streak lately. We talked about Black Adam last week. The week before that, we talked about... Uh, You know horror movies in in peak spooky season all that kind of stuff you can check out our fast cast you can check out our check out our normally scheduled radio vision and Radiovania shows and you can do all that at the same place. So you can go to radiovania.com That's where you find all the pots and go to youtube.com search for radiovania That's where you find all the movies all the videos that we make Zach and I you know, we've been working on a, a project for a long time. It's called the few of us part three Uh, We recently had a writer's meeting uh, where we went for a hike in Cuyahoga Valley (laughs) National Park and we pitched each other other some ideas. To me, it really reminded me of like reading about the oral history of the making of The Force Awakens Mm. where J.J. Abrams Mm -hmm. and Lawrence Kasdan just walked around Starkiller Base and like wrote the script as they went. That's kind of what we were doing.
1: Um, History in the making right there.
0: For sure, yeah. And if you have any comments about Radio Vision specifically, you know, or questions or Batman facts or things that you want us to talk
1: about, you can hit us up at Show at gmail.com. And I check that inbox every single day. Every day? uh, Every day, I check all of our inboxes every single day, and I opened it up uh, right before the show, and I got it faked out because I saw two. I saw a two notification next to the thing, and I went, oh boy, here we go. Someone's asking about Batman. And then I looked, and it was the... Um. Finish setting up your accounts alert from FuboTV when I use this email, to, so we could stream the Bengals Browns game. So, Classic. I'm just gonna get rid of those, and yep. we have zero inbox. So,
0: well, we know that we have one listener that we didn't know, mm. and I would like to reach out directly to him, Matt. If you're listening, Matt, shoot us an email at radiovisionshow at gmail dot com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on Batman the animated series, whether you think I'm a cock, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Hit us up. Uh, and you can also find us on the socials, Radio Vision Show on Instagram and Radiovania, on Twitter, which, check out Radiovania on Twitter, because right now it's the only happy thing that's going on on Twitter. Heyo, election
2: yeah. week. Yeah. Uh,
1: should, we, should we go in on the $8 a month? Uh, we'll talk about this in the regular Radiovania episode, but should we go in on the $8 a month to get Radiovania verified on Twitter? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, should we migrate at Radiovania to Be Real Social Network, or should we migrate it to Truth Social, the hardcore I think, Republican? I <laughs> think Social. we should just make a Reddit, honestly. Oh, at r slash uh, Radiovania? Yeah. That's a good idea, actually. We would need someone to moderate it. Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you get him moderating those threads? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we could find some fucking jabroni that can monitor some our threads for
2: us.
0: Nate, if you're listening, you're probably good at monitoring threats. Oh, he's probably great at United it. Military, but, yeah. He's probably fantastic. Oh, I shouldn't invoke Nate's name and calling Zach an international terrorist in the same pod. Mm-hmm. So I would mm-hmm. like to say that Zach is not wink, wink, Red Claw, wink, we wink. Didn't say. We
1: didn't say any last names. I did. I said Zach would <laughs> We didn't say the (laughs) H1. You associate me with national terrorism. No one's going to give a flying fuck. I work for a real estate. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say,
0: shut the fuck up before you get fired. Thanks a lot, Bin Laden. All right, (laughs) this one's already off to the races. Um, Zach, we had a really great pod last time on Radio Vision talking about Heart of Ice with our favorite Uncle Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he loves you more than me at this point, Cal. If you're listening, prove me wrong. I don't um, know. I
1: did. I did uh, say that I didn't love hard as m- ice as much as the both of you guys, so I think that he might like me a little less on the sliding yeah. scale. The scale did, might have tipped.
0: He did text me after that pod and said that he deducted two thousand dollars from your will just for that <laughs> slight <laughs> against. It's understandable. Fights. That's understandable. I would have tears if I had any tears to shed. All right. Well. Today, we're talking about only two episodes so that we can get back on our normal three episode um, Mm -hmm. story arc, if you will, on our next episode of Radio Vision. So the ones that we're talking about today are The Cat and the Claw, part one and part two. If you haven't watched those, go hit up HBO Max or wherever you have been watching the show so that we can talk about them Um, and then come back and listen and finish this pod because it's going to be great. So Zach, Mm -hmm. before I dive in to the plot, Cat and the Claw, part one. Directed by Kevin Altieri and it's written by a murderer's row of a writers' room for for a forty minute television special. Hold on, I got a burp. Sean Derrick, Laren Bright, Jules Dennis, and Richard Mueller. Which every time I see it, I think Mueller Report, which is kind of funny. But <laughs> regardless of that, um, would you like for me to dive into the part one plot before? Yeah, we go have, for it, dude. Get the ball rolling. Okay. The kind of oh, part one. Catwoman and her accomplice, Isis, her pet cat, rob a high-rise Gothamite of their jeweled necklace. Batman catches her in the act, and a rooftop chase slash sexual intention (laughs) ensues. As Catwoman is about to escape, Isis is caught staring down an oncoming truck. Old Bat's the softie that he is, rescues the kitty, but loses Catwoman in the pursuit. He discovers one of Isis's furs on his cape. At an animal protection auction, Bruce is on the ballot for a night on the town. Selina Kyle, a wildlife nut, is uh, w- the one who wins Bruce's company for only $10,000. I thought it was really funny in this scene, quick sidebar: yeah. that people oh, were yeah. betting like $600, right? It's for like, Bruce Wayne. For Bruce fucking Wayne, billionaire playboy th- philanthropist. In- inflation's yeah. a bitch. I know, they're like, I'll bet 1000 And then Selena Kyle just comes in, drops the fat dookie on it, and says yeah, 10, right. ten grand. As soon as this happens, Bruce is totally smitten uh selena declines the formalities but wayne insists on showing her a good time he's got a bad folks great animation moment here where they're like doing the anime blush
2: oh, stuff love on love his G. yeah
0: oh. yeah um oh. sirens pull batman away from the auction and thankfully he stops an armored car commissioner gordon warns batman that red claw the most ruthless terrorist in the world is in town selena prepares for a date with bruce but only has batman on her mind Selina gets a call from her lawyer that the cartel muscled her out of a land deal for mountain lions. I'm checking all my typos now. This is great because I wrote this on my phone. Uh, (laughs) Let's see if I can pivot live. Bruce (laughs) Bruce offers to get her a meeting with the chairman of Multigon International who is making the deal with the cartel uh, for the land. At Multigon, we find that they have plans to turn the land into a resort. However, we discover that the corporation is actually working with Red Claw. Holy shit. Batman goes on patrol that night to sniff out for Red Claw info. Meanwhile, Selina breaks into Multigon. Red Claw Death Star briefs her men on a plan to rob a military convoy that's going to be coming through Gotham. As Catwoman hacks the safe and discovers an- the industrial espionage within, she escapes but is blasted off the roof. Luckily, Batman catches her and they start going at it hard. Batman cockpacks himself with self-righteousness and Catwoman leaves him hanging, literally. Mm. Red Claw tracks Catwoman home and learns of her identity to be continued. So yeah, so that's the plot synopsis for part one. Okay. Zach. Hmm. This is our first Catwoman episode. Yeah, first of many. Before we stock, talk about this episode specifically. Do you like Catwoman as a character?
1: I've always been uh, a little conflicted on Catwoman. I like other. I like some portrayals better than others. Um, I was not the biggest fan of the Anne Hathaway's Catwoman in the Dark Knight movies. I think in the There's Dark Knight Rises, coming, Mister Wayne, you and your friends better batten down the hatches. I think. The best Catwoman in that movie, this is a side note about Dark Knight Rises, but the best Catwoman moment in that movie is when she turns on a dime when she's stealing the pearls, where she's like, oops, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. When she, she, That's a intro. great moment of little subtle yeah. acting. But everything else I think they give her to do is just completely stupid. Um, I think that the best interpretation that I've personally seen is is Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman and the Batman. Um, It's just so understated and subtle. It's not overtly cartoonish at all. She's just a... Someone that's down on her luck, work in the nightclub, but also like, you know. Yeah, it's
0: it's like the Batman year one, right? She's like the lady of the night who is involved with people that are in organized crime and she's able to kind of right, you know, rat them out to Batman oh, Rada, Alada, baby. What up? Um yeah, no, Zoe Kravitz is great. My favorite catwoman is definitely Michelle Pfeiffer, hands down. I love the I, I'm gonna be the flip side of the coin for you here. I I do like when Selena is like nuts and has like way too many fucking cats. Yeah. And you know, she's drinking. And she's drinking milk out of fucking bowls and shit. Dude, the I think that was one of the first things I ever saw where I saw somebody drink milk straight from the straight from the source, the crevice, if you will. And um, oh yeah, <laughs> I tried it after the movie, obviously. <laughs> so did you drink oh, wait, wait, wait 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 wait. Straight from the crevice? What are you talking about? Not the crevice. What am I thinking of? The carton? Uh, Yeah, that was the word I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) John
2: Crevice Parker. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I was like, what?
1: Yes. Yeah. I, I was like that's the first time I ever saw someone drink from the crevice and I was like Perhaps. Jesus Christ. All right, hey, cool. You know, Continue.
0: Sorry. Whatever gets your off. Awesome. Yeah, part- exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyway, Michelle Pfeiffer's great. What did you think of the portrayal of Catwoman in the animated series?
1: It's cool. I mean, it's much more it's very simplified. Uh it is very much like this is Catwoman in a box, IMO. I mean, like we haven't gotten a whole lot of expansion on her character yet i mean this is her introduction to the animated series so it's about what i expected it's not given a whole lot of depth um it's probably what you know future episodes are for no spoilers um sure sure but uh it's cool i like the introduction uh the her sneaking into the building like the cat eyes the steel, like looking at the thing within the glass and all that stuff I thought was cool. I do like the ballroom sequence, as, as as absolutely ridiculous as it is, because yeah, I made the same. I had the same thought while I'm watching it. I'm like, this guy just bet a thousand dollars for Bruce Wayne. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I spend a thousand dollars on groceries oh, rent. in like rent. Like, Where's my money? <laughs> Um. So yeah, I, I it, it's good. It's cool. Uh, she's very, very pretty. Obviously, I think that her character design is is meant to be very alluring. She's like the yeah. tall, lithe blonde. Were you surprised that she
0: was um that she was blonde in this? Because Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, she's is always blonde. been black haired. She's always like got the short, kind of cropped black hair in the comics, unless it's like the the '90s Catwoman, where it's like the purple Catwoman suit with the hair coming out the back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll say it's not what I expected. This is clearly influenced by Batman Returns, right? In terms of just, like, that is Michelle Pfeiffer in animated form,
1: I think.
2: Just in terms of the like I
1: thought Michelle Pfeiffer had uh, black hair. In... She's blonde so she in that her, movie?
0: She had her blonde hair. Yeah, blonde curly hair. Check it out. It's pretty crazy. Especially at the end when her mask's ripped and, like, her hair's popping out. Man, we should do a Batman Returns plot. That movie's sick.
1: That could be, our, we got to do every Batman movie ranked, every single one of them. I mean, we've kind of done that on our comic book movies,
0: but, you know, that's, that's something that we could do when we're scraping the bottom
1: of the barrel for content, I suppose. Scraping um, the bottom of the barrel and Batman. <laughs> I You take that back, sir. Don't you yeah, speak those I, mouths. The should day say- that we, the day that we do like, um, I don't know spongebob in review that's scraping the bottom of the barrel that man mm-hmm. that's an ip that's an i that's love a my guy nut. clancy
0: brown save that thought because we're going to talk about him in the main <coughs> show.
1: um
0: we should say that selena kyle is voiced by the wonderful adrian barbeau of the swamp thing live action movie fame shout out to cal um and she was at the austin comic-con but we did not get the chance to meet her
1: oh but we, we saw her from a distance moon. right didn't we look at her from a distance I think we walked by the the um, Batman the Animated
0: Series reunion panel. Yeah. So, very cool. Um, well, in terms of beyond Cillian and Kyle specifically, what did you think about the plot of, of part one? Here's, here's my take on things. Okay. Red Claw is a character that was made for the show. And uh, much like our guy, the Sewer King, not <laughs> yeah. a great villain. <laughs> yeah. I... But all the Catwoman Batman stuff in this episode... Is great, sure. I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's really, really entertaining. Obviously, they're a fo- they're a dynamic force. Like, just the, you get the sense of uh, the conflictedness between the two of them. You get the immediate sense of pull. And like, you joked about it in your plot synopsis or whatever. But like the anime face kind of deal, like
2: the,
1: <gasps> I mean, like what what are you gonna do? It's a cartoon. What are you gonna do? You got to show them being infatuated in some way without showing those little hearts. Them. Big old erection. These fucking pleated pants. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stiffens up like a board, Looney Tunes style.
0: So. (laughs) Um,
1: No, I liked it a lot. I I think that, yeah, I totally echo both those sentiments. I think the Batman Catwoman stuff, fun to watch as always. They have a great dynamic. It's just a classic comic book relationship. Um, That being said, the, yeah, red, what is it? Red Claw? Red Claw. Just awful. Yeah. Just, just atrocious, and that's it's created for the, this this show. Yes, and I'm gonna go ahead and tell
0: you something, Zach, and that might make you feel better. These are the only episodes that Red Claw is in.
2: Don't you? <laughs> yeah, Zach's doing the, end of the Breakfast Club right now. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Walk on by.
1: Yeah. What a fucking banger! Breakfast Club that. in review. Let's let's do that. I would do John Hughes in review if you Oh, wanted. John Hughes in review. When, you're, when you're Ferri- a club guy, and I
0: love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah,
1: Ferris uh, Ferris oh. Bueller's good. Breakfast Club is amazing. 16 Candles is amazing. Yeah, that would be Ready a fucking... in pink, movie. right? Was Great. that him, too?
2: Pretty in pink.
1: Yeah. yeah. Home Alone,
0: that's in there, too. Technically, yeah. Yep. Uh, Red Claw's voiced by Kate Mulgrew. Um, I'm going to do a quick IMDb search for her. Let's see other things that she's in uh she was in star trek voyager it's probably her most notable other appearance so hmm. if you're a trekkie check as that a out. big like name character or just like a
1: character character
0: uh reoccurring 12 episodes no wait sorry that's a different star trek show Blew, there's so many star trek shows dude jesus christ
1: <laughs> jesus get your shit together, dude there's guys. so much star trek yeah t- julia what are you doing oh wait julia julia likes star trek right uh, no, uh, that's Connor's girlfriend.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Lauren, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, she is in 168 episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> and Voyager, so I'm going to go ahead and say that's a main character. And, and how I much? How to much you. She, she is she actually in one other episode, episode of Batman the Animated Series, but I forgot. What
1: would you say? How much do you think she made for Star Trek? Like, if you're in that many episodes of it's Star Trek.
0: 90, it's
1: 91 to 95.
0: And she's, no offense, but this is back when the industry was not great. She's a woman. Sure. So Sweet. I'm going to say... 5,000 an episode if it's a syndicated, like 25 episode show. 10,000 an episode, maybe? In $90, $90? $90. I don't know. <laughs> this is a bad segment of the podcast.
2: <laughs> Guess Zach how much John, this yes. person Sam made. <laughs> 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 Watch right, we'll, Son Fump on his have, way through, through Cancel this one.
1: Just <laughs> cancel this one before <laughs> we get to syndication.
0: Oh my god! Anyway, all right. Well, the last thing I really wanted to touch on <clears throat> before we move on to part two, so we can keep the gravy chain rolling. Um, that, it's kind of interesting. Well, this kind of steps into part two. Um, we have to. We're going to talk about it in part two. Actually, I'm going to say my thought. Okay. This was really weird watching this episode post COVID. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah
1: part 1? No, sorry, part 2. Oh, part 2. Yeah. I was mixing um, up it happened, but So, uh we got to talk about something real quick. Um before we move on to part 2, uh, because I'm not sure how much it's really going to be a th- a thing in the second part, but uh Isis the cat. Yeah. Speaking of ter- speaking of putting us on a terrorist watch list, isn't that? Uh-huh. Is has 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 Isis always been the name of Catwoman's cat or is that made for the animated show? Just for the show. Okay. She has lots of cats. Does it mean anything? As our guy Rob Pat says. Does Isis mean something?
0: It's Egyptian. Really? Isis was the goddess of cats, I think. And this is going to
1: sound incredibly ignorant. Let me look this up. Is Isis and Isis the same thing? Or I thought Isis was ISIS, like... Isis, Egyptian god. Boom.
0: Quick Google search here. (laughs)
1: Oh, God.
0: Norton is really chugging through the security here, I think, probably because I typed in Isis. Um, here we go, Wikipedia, our friend. Our Isis. Best
1: friend in the whole world.
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Isis was a major goddess in the ancient Egyptian religion whose worship spread throughout the Greco-Roman period. Isin- Isis was first mentioned in the Old Kingdom days, right? And she is the goddess of, I don't know, kingship and magic. There we go. So, yeah, named after a goddess. You know, lots of cats in Egypt lore. I've, if you've seen Brendan Fraser's The Mummy, Ooh. Cats Guard the Underworld. So, shout out to cats. What a great shout name. out to cats. <laughs> I've been meaning to do my mummy rewatch before I
1: go see the whale. So... Um, By the way, yeah, side note, Spanky and Brendan Fraser, did you see that trailer for The Whale? Jesus Christ, that's going to be a tough one. I don't know if I can handle that movie.
0: (laughs) I think we should go, I think you, me, and Tahir should get absolutely ripped and go see
1: that movie. Oh my god, (laughs) no, (laughs) bad idea, bad idea.
0: (laughs) Zach has an anxiety attack watching a 500-pound Brendan Fraser choke down a hamburger. The gang has
1: a freak out during The Whale.
0: Yeah um i will say staying on the topic of isis before we move on (laughs) the cat
1: (laughs) it's so funny it's it's yeah it's that's hilarious
0: um (laughs) maybe they got their inspiration from this who knows um the you remember when i in college they started to come out and i collected the batman the animated series figures which were like
1: yeah you famously bought the batmobile but then you sold it right i did
0: i was down bad in covid yeah um but I still have all the figures. I did sell the Batmobile because it was hard to move. Uh, I'll get it back someday. It's going to be like my Rosebud. Bat- <laughs> Bat- <laughs> <laughs> Batmobile. Batmobile. <laughs> um,
2: Catwoman- what did he say?
0: <laughs> the Catwoman figure comes with an Isis, which I think is really
2: cool. Oh, really? The How much does thing. the
1: Batmobile cost new? Uh, they don't sell it new. It was limited. I fucked up. Well, I mean, like, new in packaging, like, if you were to buy it on eBay. When I bought it, originally, it was $200 MSRP. Ooh. How much? Uh. <laughs> well, this might be an actually original one. I'm looking at a Kenner 1993 animated series Batmobile, and that's three. Yeah, that's not the one. No, that's not the one. Okay. Mine was, um.
0: I don't know. It was like 20 inches or something like that. Probably 2014, 15, 16, somewhere. I don't know.
1: I'll look it up.
0: Zach is, is doing some eBay searching. 2016, you said? I think so.
2: Somewhere around there. Man. That's insane. New yeah. in the box, uh dollars Oh, that's not bad.
1: It's only $50 more. It's probably mine. It's probably mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Some, some jack-off is selling it out of the box well, for 250 plus $160 shipping.
0: Get fucked. So while we're talking about this, Zach and I recently played Heroclix while he was up here. Heroclix and rocks. Have, and they have the Batman the Animated Series set. And I have the Batmobile for Heroclix from the Animated Series. So next time you're up, we can use that. And uh, that kind of appeased the hole in my heart that came from selling that toy. They have a bat wing, though, dude. Can you imagine if I just like had that in my kitchen, like hanging on the wall? The one, the one Batman the animated series figure that I never got that I'm still looking for to this day is Mr. Freeze, and it's gonna cost me a fucking fortune. So, thanks a lot, Michael and Sarah. Anyway, you ready to move on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I want to clip. I want to soundbite that clip that out.
0: He's he's since passed away, so maybe that was insensitive. Oh, rip r.i.p. to a legend um all right well part two was written or di- is written by the same people directed by dick seabast which is a great name or sebast i don't know <laughs> 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 i swear i've only <laughs> i've only had like one glass of wine it's just been a really long week
1: <laughs> holy shit i almost just spit wine all over my desk dick seabast is that his name it's S E bass Seabass. Okay. Sebas. Dick Seabass. I was like, <laughs> 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 was this episode directed by a porn star from the seventies? <laughs> this is my dojo. <laughs> shout out to Boogie Knights. That's great. Dude, shout out to Dick Seabass. What's that guy doing these days? <laughs> Probably laying pipes somewhere, you know. <laughs> he's laying his sea bass. He's, he's cashing
0: his cat in the claw part two check. Because we're fucking watching it and talking about it this week. So he gets He's horrible. dead.
1: Oh, fuck. No, I'm just kidding. He's alive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: fuck. That was awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. Sorry, we're, th- we're, on, we're on, <laughs> on one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're on one.
0: We should just... We should honestly... We should experience car troubles before every pod. The homie All was right. born in 1946, though. So... Hey, after World War II, so that's cool. <laughs> Came out the other side. That means he's... Pro- oh, dude,
1: he's literally a boomer then, right? Has it to be? Probably, yeah. He's worked on everything, dude. This is crazy. He was, he was like artist for the Mummy TV series, X-Men Evolution, the Incredible Hulk TV series, The Tick, Spider-Man oh. the animated series, Sonic the Hedgehog, the TV series Fuck from yeah. the 90s.
0: What about, dude?
1: Our guy Dix. We should send him an email. You think he's got an email? I bet he's got a CompuServe or something like that. Or like, fucking <laughs> he, he's,
2: he's, he's got a fax machine. We can send
0: him a fax. That's fucking great. We should. We should try to get in contact. Get let's get Dick on the show. What do you think?
1: Yeah, hashtag bring Dick on Radiovania. We more Dick on more Dick on Radiovania. We need Dick.
0: (laughs) Welcome to Seabass Cast.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Seabass. What's up? Welcome to Seabass Cast. We're reviewing everything that Dick Seabast did. Turns out it's uh, literally everything. Literally every animated show from the '90s onward. Damn. You know. Okay, sorry. That was a that was a little tangent, but that was worth it. I've I'm yeah. crying laughing. That was great.
0: <laughs> Can I proceed? All right. My lead. He's he's giving me the signal. Part two. Batman meets with a local gangster and muscles red claw info about a train heist out of him. As the train rolls through, we discover that the military is protecting canisters of plague on the train. Red Claw snags the canister of germs while Batman is busy fighting the gang on the train. Tough look alert. Batman is shocked to find out that Red Claw is a woman. He literally says, Red Claw is a woman?
1: Yeah, that line got me.
0: Tough, tough look. Uh, She threatens to smash the plague canister, so he lets her go. Red Claw holds the city for ransom by threatening to release the canister, I think in exchange for like 10 million bucks or something like that. Uh, Bruce and Selina head out on their second attempt for their date but are interrupted by Claw's goons trying to snuff out the pussycat in a car chase, a la Fast and Furious, or a la Suicide Squad, which is what I thought of immediately, unfortunately. Interesting, yeah. I can You're see ruining that. date night. All right, Catwoman and Batman prepare to go out into the night, but before that, Alfred finds another cat here that Batman remembers seeing before, finally piecing together that Selina is Catwoman. Uh, Maven, who is Catwoman's assistant, by the way, we did, forgot to mention her in part one, Uh, is about to be kidnapped from Red Claw's gang when Batman shows up to Selina's penthouse and stops the crew member. Uh, She warns him that Selina has gone to the Multigon site and snitches to Batman that Selina wants to do it with masks on, baby. She loves him, in other words. (laughs) Catwoman and Bats are (laughs) are caught at the site and immediately tied up together like the Last Crusade. Red Claw releases the plague on both of them in a bunker, but they are able to break free before it spreads too much. Uh, Batman takes a big gas hose and torches the entire bunker to stop COVID from spreading and drives the flaming taker into Red Claw's helicopter, causing it to explode. The Cat and the Claw score off while uh, while the police rounds up the rest of the gang and thankfully a fucking cougar jumps on Red Claw and pins her down. Uh, Batman is waiting for Catwoman at her place, where he slaps the cuff on her, but not in the way that she wants. The end. Cat and Claw Part 2.
1: Cat and the Claw Part 2.
0: hmm Thoughts? Feelings. What would you think about the plague? The twist that it's not weapons; it's it's a weaponized plague.
2: Um,
0: I this mean, back when this was okay to do, I guess.
1: Well, I mean, Scarecrow did it in two thousand eight. No one batted an eye then. Um, yeah. I don't know. It it was good. I I don't think. I, I don't know. I mean, the action was better in this episode, but that's not 100%. to be surprised. The half, the yeah. second half of this is all action. I think I appreciate the character-driven stuff of the first episode a little bit more. I think um, I would agree with you. The one thing that I do like is
0: um, is the kind of like back and forth that they have in the car when they're trying to go on their date, where like now he's the distracted one. You know, I think that's really good.
2: that's it's cute. Yeah.
0: Um. What did you yeah. think about the uh, the ending? The ending I think is always always really stood out to me from this episode, where he turns her into the police
1: anyway. I mean, it's uh. You know it's predictable Batman stuff. Um, I've only read a few, I, maybe not even read, but I've, there's only been a few Batman iterations I've seen where Batman and and Catwoman like have a mutual thing where he doesn't try and turn her in or yeah. try and like it only happens where they a work couple together. times. Yeah, like it, it they, they works in the Batman. They do it in the the Batman uh, Telltale series. Is Cat Catwoman and Batman work together in that? But beyond that, I can't think of any other thing where Batman's not like, well, you know, I have feelings for you, but I'm also conflicted because you're also a criminal. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah. that this is predictably Batman, but it, it is a cute capper to the episode.
0: Yeah, Tom King, um, his run on Batman, which started in Rebirth in 2016 or so, made his mark on the character by having them know of each other's identities, which was also set up in Hush, which is a really good Batman Catwoman book. Um, Catwoman, just wonderfully drawn by Jim Lee. He really does a good job without having to do like the Arkham City, like plunging V shirt. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, Jim Lee's just great, and she—that's—he he was the one that introduced the goggles too, which was really cool. Anyway, uh, Tom King set it up where Batman and Catwoman was—it was leading up to them getting married. I don't know if you remember me talking about this forever ago, and now it's like. The bat and the cat. They influenced the Matt Reeves movie. Now they're working together, and I kind of miss the the you know, the dancing around a little bit. Like they do it a little bit at the beginning of the Batman, in one of the most like sexually charged scenes, in all of Batman when they're fighting in the the mayor's house, right? And he like throws her on the table. It's like Jesus fucking Christ! You just like the thrill of the chase, man. I'd love the dude. Yes, (laughs) I do. (laughs) I want to chase Zoe Kravitz. Um, Nice
1: and never mind. (laughs) <laughs> yep, stop that, cut that. <laughs> but yeah. I, comedy, I, we're know. all here for comedy. Zing, zang, zoom. Remember, we're don't forget for this comedy, comedy pod.
0: Um, I think overall the plot of this two-parter is reasonably forgettable. However, yeah, I, I think the elements of the Bat and the Cat are fantastic. If sure. this episode was called The Bat
1: and the Cat Part 1 and 2, it'd make a lot more sense to me. Um, well, here's the int- here's the thing, and here's, here's my stamp for these two episodes, um, is that I, I agree with you. I think that... Um, There's a lot of great elements in these episodes, but maybe you'll disagree with me. At this point in my journey through Batman the Animated Series, I've been trained to know that when there's a two-parter, you know some shit's going down. And this doesn't really have that. It just kind of— Not at all. It's just kind of—I kind of would have preferred this to be one long episode. I really don't—I think they—it's just an expectations thing, right? Like, I see a two-parter episode, I'm like, this is going to be fucking legit. This is going to be like— Ah, uh, Two Face or something like that, like an episode that really is going to blow me away and like knock me off my right. feet. It didn't do that. It was entertaining, but it wasn't like groundbreaking. Um, and I think that really just has to do with I think that there's like two elements: is that the general plot could have been stronger, and the villain is just is just not like weak. Is just pretty weak overall. But it's not read. because she's a woman. No, 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 no. She's just a. <laughs> Contrary Just a to shitty lame villain. <laughs> <laughs> Red
0: um, Claw. I got a real kick out of hearing Kevin Cron where I say "Red Claw's a woman," and then Red like
1: "Claw's a woman."
0: The next scene, um, Alfred's like, "I'm surprised that Red Claw's a woman," and and I, Bruce is getting ready for the day with Selena. He's like, "Lately, I've been learning not to underestimate the opposite sex." I was like, "Jesus Christ, laying it on thick, much." <laughs> it's
1: like, Different time, buddy. Different time. I know
0: it's 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 interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway, I kind of wanted to end this with saying I I really do enjoy um, Adrian Barbeau's portrayal of Catwoman. I'm excited for you to see some of the other episodes that she in, is, is in. I don't think that's much of a spoiler because that's you know she's one of the most popular Batman characters. I
1: would have um, been shocked if she didn't show back up. So
0: I don't know yeah, we didn't talk about. about the title card, but I actually do really like this one. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. I think
1: it's pretty sick. Pretty. pretty Although tier. it is very cool. I am going to draw a comparison that only some people out there in this world will get. Uh I thought of a very specific Cincinnati thing when I saw this. Do you know what I was thinking of? Is it the Bengals? No. The Beast. Bearcats? The Beast. The roller coaster The Beast, one of the the record holding longest wooden roller coaster at Kings Island.
2: I've this looks honest.
1: exactly like their logo. It the Beast with like the claw marks down the thing and like it's almost like the same font too, with the same eyes and everything. <laughs>
0: welcome back cat and the claw riders. how was your ride yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i can see i can see that totally. have you not ridden the beast i've been on the beast i'm just oh, okay. i was just busting your chops yeah i've yeah. been on it many times
1: i was gonna say dude the only the only my favorite roller coaster in the world right there is it really yeah i love that ride
0: listen this is not to disparage you by any stretch of the imagination i think it's really painful when you're tall I guess this is one... Uh, this is my time to shine, baby. It is. It is. I've 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 never gotten off the Beast and haven't felt like a complete fucking pile of spaghetti. So <laughs> It just beats the shit out of me every time I go on. Um, But it is a great ride. And that record, I love that they continue to add to the track to keep it going. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's such a cool part of such history. Big that's big my energy. mom's favorite yeah. roller
1: coaster, oh, and she's not a yeah, coaster dude, person. Marna. Shout, shout out to Marna. Shout
0: awesome. out to Marna. Um, Mom, I hope you're not listening. I've said a lot of bad words. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, please subscribe, Mom. Uh, <laughs> like and subscribe,
1: mothers out there. Smash Any that subscribe mothers. button.
0: Um, well, that's all we really have to talk about these two episodes. I kind of wanted to end it real quick with the... Um, what is Catwoman your favorite romantic interest? Not that we have to boil the character down to that, um, mm. but is she your favorite pairing with Batman, or do you prefer anybody else? Popular ones are selena chase meridian chase meridian <laughs> talia um vicky vale and uh wonder woman if you watch the justice league cartoon
1: does batman not get it with poison ivy ever, ever?
0: uh well yeah but she's still mostly a villain so but he's definitely he's he's tapped that for sure he's tapped for sure. <laughs> black canary is another one too actually i mean he's like matt Murdock, dude he's fucking been all over this town
1: Didn't Um, he have sex with Batgirl recently? And that was like a big controversy.
0: Yeah, we don't we don't really want to talk about that. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, It was in the Killing Joke animated adaptation, and they Mm -hmm. wanted to flesh out Batgirl's character by making her a woman who hooked up with Batman and was scorned by him, which led her to becoming reckless and getting shot by the Joker. It's not a good look for our girl, Barbara Gordon, one of my favorite comic book characters of all time. Um so yeah, not a not a romantic lead. I prefer her pairings with uh, with Dick Grayson. Anyway, so
1: anyway, of those know. of that short list, do you have a favorite? Of that short list, I would probably say Catwoman, but only because I've been exposed to the most media of them in a relationship that I liked.
0: I really. You can also like... pick Rachel.
1: Rachel, if you,
2: yeah, if you want. <laughs> if you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, then I would pick Rachel honestly. Rachel Rachel. Maggie or Katie? I like Maggie personally. Yeah, um, that's the right pick, I think. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Katie Holmes for other reasons, but not as Rachel. I don't nice. love that she went full Scientology because she married Tom Cruise. Fucking Maverick, man! Who can turn him down? <laughs> Yo, girl, you ever heard of Xenu?
2: <laughs> <Hey. laughs> all
0: right, well, that's all we have for the for the plot synopsis. Zach, you ready to you ready to f- bad boy?
1: Yeah, 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 ranking.
0: Okay, all right. Here we so go. So we got to do part one and part two separately, as we've been doing for these. Yep. Um.
1: If you wouldn't mind recapping our audience as to what we have so far, would you like me to share the my screen for the list so that you can see it? Would that help you? Or I can pull it up on my own. I just wanted you to read it out loud. Okay. Cool. So, Batman the animated series ranked going from worst to best. Here we go. Number fourteen, the Underdwellers. Number thirteen, <laughs> the Forgotten. <laughs> Number 12, I've got Batman in my basement. Number 11, It's Never Too Late. Number 10, Be a Clown. Number 9, On Leather Wings. Number 8, POV. Number 7, The Last Laugh. Number 6, Two-Face Part 2. Number 5, Pretty Poison. Number 4, Nothing to Fear. Number 3, Christmas with the Joker. Number 2, Two-Face Part 1. And number 1, Heart of Ice.
2: Any strong Um, feelings?
1: I actually
0: don't have it pulled up. Can you can you share it with me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I had it saved. I just went to my sheets and I, I don't have it. You must have dropped it in a chat some sometime, but I didn't save it. Can you see it? Or, yeah, you can share your screen. That works too. Sorry, everybody. I'm not technically there. Together. All right. I think let's start with part one.
1: Yeah. I, don't- I got a feeling for both of these, just to give you a heads up.
0: Oh, you you package dealing them like you did with the Ant-Man movies
1: and our superhero rankings? Not necessarily packaging them together because I do think that there's a a, a little bit of a separation, but I I kind of know exactly where I want to put each one of these.
0: I think part one, I would probably put between On Leather Wings and Be a Clown. And part two, I would probably put between Be a Clown and It's Never Too Late. Interesting prosciutto that was a ham still one of my favorite jokes
1: <laughs> what about you what were you thinking remind me the the last laugh is the one with captain clown right that's captain clown baby okay yeah. part one is better than that <laughs> <laughs> part one is better than that i don't think that it's better than 2 Face part two that's my barometer i think that both of these episodes are are worse than 2 Face part two but I, I think part one might be better than the last laugh Oh,
0: what if we put it between The Last Laugh and POV? Because I think I like The Last Laugh more.
1: Really? What else happened in The Last Laugh? Joker gas in the street, Captain Clown? Captain Clown, the
0: Batboat. Um, I love the confrontation of the Joker and Batman at the end, where they're fighting over the trash incinerator. yeah, he slips and falls, and he's like, Batman, you wouldn't let me fry, would you? And Batman, like, puts his hand on his cheek, very coy-like, and he's like, Batman, and then he saves him. Okay.
1: All right, that's fine. I'll accept that. So, yeah, I'm good with putting uh, Cat and Claw Part 1 at number
2: 8. Cool. All right, did you have a strong feeling for number 2? You said between On Leather Wings and Be a Clown.
0: I I think I like On Leather Wings more than part two, but I could be
1: you know I could be convinced otherwise. Is Be a Clown the one where the kid the, 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 kid, the kid gets yeah, kicked It's definitely better put, than that episode. Really? You think so? You think the be a clown's better than part two? I had more fun laughing at Be a Clown than I did in part two of this one. Really? I, I don't know. I like that episode. Um I, I I would be fine with putting it it's definitely not as good as On Leather Wings. I agree. So maybe, maybe let's put it number, the new number 11, new number 11. I'm good with that. I'm good with that too. Oh, perfect. Uh, I, so I, then this is, I think that me putting it below be a clown would be on my own personal rankings, just on what I would rather watch again. I would probably rather laugh at the be a clown because isn't the be a clown episode, the one with the meme too. Oh, you're right. Switch them, switch them, switch them. <laughs> 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 it's
0: twelve. Yeah, switch those out. The the fucking thumbs Atta up. Boy, that always wins. It's such a winning meme. Can't Perfect.
1: Cat in the
2: Claw Part
1: two. That's really right, buddy. I knew I knew that I could soften you that old heart. Uh, there you go.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan. Alright, so so far we have Heart of Ice number one, Two face Part One, Christmas with a Joker, Nothing to Fear, Pretty Poison, Two Face Part Two, The Last Laugh, Cat in the Claw Part One, POV On Leather Wings, Be a Clown. Cat in the Claw Part 2, It's Never Too Late, I've Got Batman in My Basement, The Forgotten, and The Underdwellers. When we get to, like, episode 90, and we have to
1: read... I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs>
2: when this we get to so that fun. point,
1: we should start separating it into, like, tiers, probably. I think I think when we get really deep in it, we should
0: just probably start only reading the top 25.
1: That's a good... We'll definitely only read the top 25, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can't wait to see where this list ranks. This is gonna be know, great it's, great. It's gonna be so fun.
0: Um, well, to give people a synopsis, not a synopsis, a little preview as to what we have coming up next for our next episode. Um, the three episodes that we have are called See No Evil, Beware the Grey Ghost, a JP favorite, by the way. Ooh. And Prophecy of Doom. Uh so do a little bit of prep before our
1: next Doomsday. one. Doomsday. Is Doomsday in the-
0: Not Doomsday, unfortunately. Oh. Um But that'll those will be a fun little trio to talk about, I think. Uh, and yeah, so that was Radio Vision episode seven. Zach, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I'm glad that we weren't trapped together in a bunker with the plague canister being released on us. That would have sucked really bad. It would have. Uh, you know what doesn't suck? Radiovania. And mm-hmm. you can check us out at radiovania.com for all of the pods. Links are there. And again, head to YouTube for videos and send us inquiries at RadioVisionShow@gmail.com. So. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and join us again next time. Same bat podcast, same bat podcast feed. Nailed it.
2: I've got COVID in my ISIS. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was a good one.